Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet ballet dancer Misty Copeland, artist and producer DJ Steinberg, and playwright, musician, and educator Amir Leon. Enjoy. Hi. This is Misty Copeland, author of the illustrated children's books, Firebird and Bunheads. I recorded two of my children's books today. I wrote my book, Firebird, because I was so inspired by my mentor, Raven Wilkinson. Well, not her alone, definitely. So many other incredible brown women That really encouraged me to feel empowered to have a voice, not just be a presence on stage, but to truly understand and own what it is to be representation for others. So Firebird, I sort of changed the roles around, and I took on the role that Raven Wilkinson played for me in my life and was there to motivate and inspire a young dancer. With Bunheads, it was really exciting. First, because it's the first in a series. It's an idea that I've had for maybe five years. I really wanted to show the diversity of what so many ballet studios and dance studios in the world experience. But what I experienced personally, you know, coming from a small school in a small town and the different body types, the different backgrounds that all of these dancers came from. And the commonality that they all found being in a ballet studio and the strength in that and how it can bring people together. I was inspired to write my books because it's an opportunity to give each of these characters a voice. So the first book in the series, I'm the main character, the young Misty girl, but there's an introduction to her best friend, Kat, who is actually my best friend growing up, Catalina, is a young Mexican-American girl. But just to see the diversity on the page, to see a young boy dancing ballet, I think is so encouraging for young boys to feel that that's something that they can do, as well as, again, seeing different body types and different skin colors represented in this little group of, uh, I like to call them misfits, that are the bunheads. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobooks in one word, that word would be adventurous. (laughs) I think adventurous because it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I'm a performer, but to not be able to use my body when expressing myself, even if I am expressing myself with words. I can't really do much in the studio because it'll make lots of noise. (laughs) You know, I like to use my hands and my body. And so I have to take more risks and be more adventurous with the way that I'm using my voice rather than it being expressed through my body. I realized I had trouble separating syllables, (laughs) pronouncing words that maybe just were too similar I think one of the sentences or lines was something about you and unique 
being put close together. I think that in in life, we just tend to, you know, have things flow and speak very freely. But when you're listening to someone, you really want to be more clear. You know, I think about it maybe similarly to dancing, that you have to be really articulate in your movement because by the time it translates from the stage to the audience, so much is lost. So you have to sort of go above and beyond to make everything really clear and just work well together. So still working on that with my words. (laughs) I'm proud that I was able to be myself, (laughs) be myself when recording the narration. I wanted to sound like me, and, and I know how important and vital it is, I think, when having the author be the person that's narrating. I know that when listening to audiobooks myself, that it's really made an impact in a different way, having it be the voice of the author. So I'm proud that I was able to really come in and be myself. But I'm also excited for listeners to be able to see me have moments of transitioning, transforming into the characters that are on the book. So that was a little bit of a challenge, but I'm excited for people to hear. The last audiobook that I really loved was Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. His story, first of all, is just, it's inspiring to see and hear where he's come from and his journey to becoming exactly what he wanted to be. I think that's just such a powerful story for people to hear in general, but especially for young people. I think also just the way that he tells his story. I can't imagine anyone else narrating for him. I think it made it that much more entertaining. He's so great at accents. <laughs> and so that was really fun to hear him do all of that. And just it was so animated and just really, you know, came to life. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is probably in a taxi (laughs) or walking. I do a lot of that when I'm on my way to work in the morning. So on my way to rehearsal, on my way to ballet class, and then in between like small breaks that I'll have throughout the day, I'll just kind of tune back in. It is a nice escape to be able to take my mind off of the physically demanding schedule that I have day in and day out. So to just kind of step back and have a couple of minutes just to enjoy someone else's story is really nice. And now listen to a clip of Misty reading Bunheads. When Miss Bradley announced they'd be performing the ballet Coppelia for the recital, everyone in Misty's class shouted excitedly and gathered around to hear their teacher tell the story of Coppelia. Misty didn't know what Capella meant, and she was too shy to ask, especially since it was her first ballet class ever. So Misty took a spot on the floor, and before she knew it, she was completely entranced as Miss Bradley told the tale. Hi, this is DJ Steinberg author of the Here I Come series, including Preschool Here I Come, Kindergarten Here I Come, First Grade Here I Come, and Second Grade Here I Come. So I wrote my book series because, to start with, I love writing funny poems for kids. I grew up on the poems of Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein, and so when I started having kids of my own, I was inspired to write books for them. I was lucky enough to get some books published, 
And a number of them were funny rhymes, like my first book, Grasshopper Pie and other poems. And then one day I got a note out of the blue from an editor named Jane O'Connor. Jane is legendary. She's not only an incredible editor, she's a writer herself. In fact, she created the popular Fancy Nancy series. I was flattered because she asked if I'd be interested in writing some funny poetry books for her. So together, we developed the format for Kindergarten Here I Come, which was the first one in the series. As a dad, I have three boys. I knew how big a deal it was to start at a new school or even a new grade at an old school. And I wanted to write books that told kids what to expect and to let them know how much there is to get excited about. So after I wrote the kindergarten book, it seemed only right to do the same for the other early grades. I went and sat in lots of classrooms and talked to a lot of teachers, too, to find out what it was really like in each of those grades. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. It's fun to read poems. It's fun for me to read my poems. I think they were meant to be read out loud. I especially love it when I get to visit schools and hang out with kids, either live or on video, and read my poems to kids. This time, as I was reading it in this recording booth, I had to imagine the kids listening. So was there anything that I realized I didn't know how to pronounce? The truth is, I write these books for preschoolers and early graders, so hopefully (laughs) my vocabulary in these Books are all words that I can pronounce. Sometimes, though, I have to admit, I ran into just meter and cadence issues. Even though I wrote the poems, and I've probably read them a million times, sometimes I find my tongue getting a little ahead of myself, and things get a little tangled up. So I admit, there might be a few things that were the second take. There are things that, when I wrote the poems, I was very clear how it was supposed to be read. And sometimes when you step away from it and come back— you realize that there were things that maybe could have been different. So I'm thinking now that I should put my books aside for a couple years, look at them again before I turn them into my editor. I'm excited that listeners get a chance to hear how the poems sound in my own brain. There was a workshop that I went to, a poetry workshop, with a famous editor who did the Harry Potter series named Arthur A. Levine. And he talked about how poets, unfortunately, can't go and stand over everybody's shoulders who's reading their books and say, no, 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 it goes like this. So when I write a poem, I try my best to write it in a way that the words will naturally flow the way I'm thinking it should be read. But I also love hearing other people read my poems and see how they interpreted them. There are times when they sound good, but just completely different from what I had in my mind. So there's no right or wrong way to read a poem. But what's cool about audiobooks is that people at least have a chance to hear them read the way that I hear them in my own head, since I'm reading them. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Steve Martin. He is the funniest man alive today. That would be awesome. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Today is my turn for show and tell, but somehow I forgot. I could have brought in Cuddle Bear, or else my new robot. I could have brought my snow globe, or my cool vacation hat. I could have brought my goldfish, except I didn't think of that. So now, my hands are empty and my teacher's calling me. But hang on, 
I see something staring right in front of me. Hello, this is Amir Leon, author of Concrete Kids. I wrote Concrete Kids because I wanted to create a place, a Eden of sorts, where I could look at the tension, the grace, the celebration, and the intricacies of being raised in the foster care system in Harlem, surrounded by violence and surrounded by beauty. And I really wanted to look at the concrete kids. And whenever I think of concrete, I think of the soil beneath. So I wanted to bring a tenderness to my experience, which is often displayed in media or in the headlines or in depictions that often don't display the grace. And so, yes, multiple things are true. And so I really wrote Concrete Kids to give a landscape of reflection on my life and a safe place for other people to see themselves reflected or to be invited into the tension again and grace of experiences that may or may not be familiar. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be melodic. (laughs) Because... There's rhythm in all of this, and I imagine music in it every time I read it to myself, so melodic. I am really excited for the listeners to hear the rhythm and the pace and the breath of this piece and to experience the music that I heard while I was writing it. Ooh, a dream narrator. Hmm. I would say my dream narrator would be Nina Simone. Ooh, yes. Absolutely Nina Simone. I feel like a lot of my work and a lot of my my reflection has been seen in Nina Simone's work and the way that she can bring laughter into the center of chaos and was so bold. Yeah, I know that she would have given such beautiful life to these words. And to anything else that I write, honestly, <laughs> be an honor. And now, listen to a little excerpt of my audiobook. In the blink of an eye, everything can change. Blink, black car, blink, windows roll down, blink, music louder now, blink, shots, blink, too many, blink, his friends and all their limbs running, blink, His body hits the floor. Blink. It is summer in Harlem again. The block is harder than usual, and everyone's skin is glowing. A 16-year-old boy has just been shot. I am 13. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.